Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty goddamn goddamn. Ooh, we're getting irreverent yeah. <laughs> like we haven't before. So this uh, this episode's topic is listener questions, Yay. part three, I believe. Yeah, part three. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, every once in a while, someone writes in with a question. Uh, sometimes it's something... Uh, that we can quickly respond to. But there are other questions that come in that we feel like need to be shared, you know, with the whole community. Uh, Not to call the person out who wrote in, but just because we think that what they're going through might serve to talk about with everybody. Yeah, and if you ever write in and you don't want to be included in one of these, just let us know. Just say. Just be like, don't mention me, you dicks. Or we could mention your thing and say, hey, uh, we're going to, this is going to be from anonymous and yeah. anonymous person will not be named. By the way, uh, I I just wanted to bring this up mm. so that everyone out there, because hygiene is a thing with mental illness. Yep. Uh, I was at the grocery store before this, and there was a stalker with the worst bo I've ever. <laughs> it was like a cloud of oh, it that's rough. in the whole aisle. I have never smelled bo like this. It's stuck in my nose oh, for no. like ten minutes afterwards. I had to fill my hands with Purell and just like sniff the Purell. <laughs> To get it out. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever smelled in my life. So please take a shower. Take a shower. Put on your deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do, we do have a question about that, don't we? Someone mentioned uh, 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 hygiene at some point. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll get to it. Let's yeah. start one at a time. All right. So first one is from Riley. Riley is a 25-year-old female Marine veteran. And they were recently diagnosed with ADHD and bipolar disorder at the VA. First of all, amazing that the VA did that and yeah. that you were able to get into the VA and that you've had some good communication with them because I can only imagine how difficult that is. <clears throat> uh, they've been stationed overseas in South Korea and they've been at P- Camp Pendleton, deployed on a ship during COVID. Oh, man. Um, basically, they, they've talked about being a veteran and being willing to speak to the community about that and how that's affected their mental illness. And uh, there's no real question here as so much of, is that something we're interested in? Like, is it, are we interested in speaking with people like this? And the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, please. Um, We do have a variety of guests on the show, some in a professional capacity, but a lot of them are just people who are going through stuff that we personally know. Um, but if you're someone who feels like they have a worthwhile point of view to share, and this is in no way a dig, but the fact that like Riley is a, you know, experienced military person who, uh, is suffering from ADHD, um, and bipolar, and they've had interactions with the VA, like, yes, please keep writing in people like Riley and Riley will reach out to you. Um, because we need to hear these other perspectives, and so does the community. Yeah, and that's one that we've been interested in, in a while for a while now is military and also law enforcement. Oh yeah, law enforcement or any of those like uh, firefighters or yeah. or um, anyone. Uh, uh, what are they high called? stress jobs? Yeah, things like um, oh, what am I? I can't think of it. Like you work in an ambulance. Uh, oh, uh, paramedic. Paramedics. You know, I, I'd be fascinated. Fascinated. Yeah. Like life or death. You know. Just to, to hear about not only what you're going through, but also if, you know, the job or the world is giving you 
treatment for it and how they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Riley, so much for uh, writing in. We will definitely reach out. Uh, next we have Paul. Hey, Paul. So Paul says, uh, you guys are great. Well, thank you, Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> you sweet talker. Uh, I've been learning about BPD slowly as I've started dating someone who's been diagnosed as BP2 around 18 months ago. Your podcast has been so enlightening. Uh, they've only been dating for three months, uh, but she's been going through a very anxious and stressful time, sleeping very little for over a week. Uh, it's mania for you. Yep. Hey, hey. Before moving to a different state... Uh, prior to the stress settling in, we made plans to work through the new distance, uh, an eight-hour drive. Ooh. Yeah. Phew, Ooh, man. As stress started growing, she started pushing me away more and more to avoid hurting me. Uh, that's what's called depression, yep. my friend. Hey, hey. Uh, so uh, he tried to maintain the relationship, but uh, it led to a trigger for her. Um, a lot of ups and downs, mm -hmm. and boundaries seemed to move uh, a lot. Um, she'd been triggered once and yelled at me, but she apologized the next day. Uh, this one was a bit more extreme. Now they haven't been in contact for a week. Um, so let's see, Paul, Paul, the way Paul ends this is, well, uh, he was talking about, is there any way I can or should reinforce that I'm understanding and completely open to working with her if she's yeah. interested and he can't see a way without disrespecting her. And, uh, the fact that she's bluntly stated right now that she's not interested. Right. This is a tough one, Paul. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Paul, the, the first thing I'm going to say is there's nothing wrong with being a supportive partner. That doesn't mean it has to be a romantic partner. But just being in someone's life, if they'll allow you to be in their life and being supportive is fantastic. And the yeah. fact that you were doing that in a romantic sense. And, you know, I know it's hard if, you know, uh, she's made the decision that the relationship might be over uh, for you to put that wall up and look at them as only a friend. But if you can do that and you can stay supportive, that I'm sure would be huge for her. Yeah. I mean, some things you're pointing out are definitely hallmarks of, of bipolar. Um, it sounds like she's going through a lot of mania. Sure. Ghosting is a big part of depression. You just don't want people in your lives. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that you don't want them in your life. You just don't have the energy. Yeah, you don't have the energy. Or sometimes it's you. there's like a futility that goes into it. It's like, why am I having, like I've talked about this in past episodes, where I, my relationships are like, why am I even bothering? It's all going to end anyway. Yeah. Um, and but, that's that's all tough. Yeah, uh, it, something to to focus on for this that he sent in is that uh, he's dating someone who was diagnosed bipolar two, which means in hopes that this person is getting treatment. Yeah, therapy and, and medication. Yes, and you know, Paul, I hope that's the case with your partner. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's only so much you can do to convince someone to seek help, but the fact that they're getting diagnosed probably goes a long way towards that yeah. so and uh i'm also gonna say and you don't want to hear this paul mm. but um the relationship might also be over it that, may be that decision of hers might be from the bipolar and it might not and if that's what she's communicating with you you need to respect that yeah however um if you do truly feel it's the bipolar i think reaching out one last time and just saying hey i know you're struggling with some things i'm here for you if or when you need me. Yep. 
um, feel free to reach out at any time and then just backing off yeah. and letting her have her space. Let her have her space. I mean, here's another thing to consider, Paul. When I've been in manic episodes and I've been in relationships, I've done some really shitty things um, that every time I then see that person or think about that person, what I think about is that shitty thing I do, did. And sometimes that can be really hard for a person to get past. You know, the, I, I would yeah, hate, the guilt and the shame. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, she may have yelled at you and she may have said she ended the relationship. And then even if she's feeling differently, feels so guilty and, sh- yeah. and ashamed of it, she's not reaching out. Yeah. So it, something to consider. But yeah. Brad's completely right. Um, yeah. Respect her decision. Give yeah. her her space. But let her know that you're yeah. here for Me her. Me as, as supportive as she'll allow you to be. Yeah. Uh, this uh, The guilt actually leads us into the next one from Alex. I uh, recently found your podcast in helping you come into terms with your bipolar 2. That's awesome. Um, makes me feel like I'm not alone in my struggle. And you're not alone, Alex. I promise you that. So they ask, do you have any tips for dealing with the guilt that comes along after a manic Woo! episode? <laughs> I'm not laughing at your question, Alex, so much as the inner pain. Um, no. Uh, the guilt that comes along with a manic episode. How do you deal with it? Oh, God Damn it! Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I to the point where I actually wonder if a lot of the guilt is chemical, because sometimes I'll go into an episode. Mm-hmm. I don't interact with anyone in the episode. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing whatever my crazy shit is on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to friends. I don't talk to family. So I don't actually do anything to anyone. Uh-huh. But when I come out of it, I still feel intense shame and guilt, regardless. Well, I mean, is that also intense shame and guilt? felt because you have this disease and this disease won for a minute? I mean, it might be. It Maybe. might be a little bit of like self-loathing. Self-loathing yeah. type of thing? But I do wonder if there's a there's a chemical component yeah, to Maybe. That. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, the guilt that comes along with the manic episode, that's really tough, Alex, because obviously it depends on what happened in that manic episode and the people you hurt or, the, you know, the um, mistakes you made um, – Hopefully, the people that uh, were affected or the things that were affected by this manic episode are aware of your diagnosis, of your bipolar 2 diagnosis, and are more forgiving. Um, But I think the key, especially if you want to maintain relationships, is not to hide from it. Don't hide from what happened. you got to own up to it. Yeah. If you don't own up to it, all you're doing is you're letting that disease win. Because it's a form of denial. You're denying the disease. Yeah, recognize what you did. Admit it. Mm-hmm. Apologize. Yep. And then try to explain, you know, your disease to somebody. Right. And um, we're not saying that's going to solve it. I mean, you may yeah. burn relationships to the ground. Uh, God knows we have. Chances are you will, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, but the ones that you don't, the ones that hear you and respond to you in a positive manner or are accepting of those are the relationships you really want in your damn life. So something to think about. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't have a better answer for this question. Um, not that, not that that was a bad answer. No, no, it's, it's just, just it, it's something we struggle with too. Exactly. And you know, we can, we can say these things, but it's not like we've, gotten rid of the guilt and the shame right. or that we've even owned up to everything that we've done in manic states all the time yeah I mean, yeah we we hide our shit just as much or we don't apologize just as much so um 
Alex, try and be better than us. <laughs> please try to be <laughs> better. Anybody, yeah, everybody out there, please yeah. be better than us. Yeah. I mean, God, we're we're in the entertainment industry. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Enjoying batshit? Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. All right, so our next letter uh, comes from Tyler. Tyler. Uh, Hey, guys, thanks for taking the time to do this podcast. You're welcome. It's so nice when everyone starts with that sentence. Yeah. Thank you for doing... No, thank you for writing in. And then gets into like a thank you fuck fest. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Thank you fuck fest. It's like a thank you circle jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I've been treated for bipolar 2 for 20 years. Whoa. And been a recovering alcoholic for eight years. Uh, struggle with depression mightily, and have recently begun ketamine treatment with my psychiatrist. Uh, he's not taking it with me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that part is I'd, important. I'd be, I'd be worried. I like, I love the idea of a psychiatrist being like, "All right, here's your ketamine. I think I'm just going to take a little hit." <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> why not? I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise, psychiatrist should be in quotes. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, his psychiatrist is just a guy in a back alley somewhere. <laughs> Carl. Carl, Carl, the psychiatrist. <laughs> Trust me, man. I got He's my PhD. Cool. Take yes. a hit of this. <laughs> 77 gremlin coming <laughs> the bad fuck out of me out of the back of my trunk. Uh, these treatments have been amazing thus far, and I feel better than I have in years. Mm. Uh, that's interesting, because we talked about ketamine treatment before and whether it might trigger mania or not. Right, right, because you, you haven't done ketamine, right? No, no. I haven't tried that, because the, there haven't been enough studies, right. but there seems to be some indication it can yeah. trigger mania, but it seems to be working for uh, Tyler here. Um, he was very hesitant at first, but desperation and research got him to take the plunge. Sure. Um, he's done therapy for years, plus meds, um, but until he started listening to the podcast, has not been able to laugh about the diagnosis. Yeah. That's a hard thing. That is super hard to with do. With all this stuff. Because you're laughing at yourself. You're not only laughing at yourself, but it seems so grave. Like, it's this is a so thing grave. that ruined your life yeah. over and over again. Um, but he's not found humor in the diagnosis until he heard our takes on so many things he's experienced. Taking it out of the clinical terminology and relating actual experiences has made the whole thing lighter for him to carry, so he truly appreciates us sharing and being vulnerable. Uh, his wife, who's one of those normal people... Normies! Says, Gross. ...also listens and <laughs> founds it, has found it very reassuring and affirming of many things I say I go through. That's a tough thing, because we can talk about what we're going through to people, but I don't think they always get it. No, of course not. Um and I think sometimes, even if they, they're they sympathetic and empathetic and they want to understand, I think they still see some of it as character flaws. Sure. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I will, I will talk with some people and they will try to empathize and they'll say something back like, oh, yeah, like this. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not even close, not in the ballpark. Um, but I appreciate their attempt at empathizing. But yeah, y- yeah I, I know what you mean about them you still feel like they look at you cross-eyed. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, that's a character. Yeah. That's just Brad. Or that's just Adam. Yeah. Writing it. Oh, yeah. he did this weird thing. He's a weirdo. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, not like my normal wife. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's normie wife. Weird. Uh, as a side note, he goes on, I strongly relate to Brad's recent experience trying to get treatment. When I decided to get help for alcoholism, I had to call 10 plus places Damn. to find somewhere that took my insurance and would do inpatient. When I got there, I was forced to go to a medical facility first for several days before I could go into treatment. 
the whole damn thing was very discouraging, but thankfully I did get in and was able to get the help I needed. Keep on going and know that your efforts are helping and appreciated. Yeah, yeah man, our system is just so fucking so broken. So fucking broken, dude. So like, fucking broken. Like what if he was in serious crisis? Yeah, and he needed help that. right now. Yeah. Right now. And like, I, I wonder this. Like, for instance, I, I have a psychologist that I see. And let's say I'm at a point where I need to self-commit. If I call my psychologist, because luckily enough, I do have their contact information, do you think they could get me in somewhere, like, immediately? I not. I don't know. How, you know? Like, like you, I don't know that they would... I mean, they could recommend some places and right. maybe make some calls, but I... But I will they, they take your insurance? Yeah, they will wouldn't they, know what your insurance exactly. is. Exactly. I mean, like I'd said, one of those places I talked to, which really tried to help me out and recommended me to other places, it would have cost $75,000 oh if I God. went in out of pocket. Oh, my God. 75 k Yeah. And then, now that. you're depressed for a whole other reason. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's no wonder so many people with mental illness end up in jail or on the street. Yeah. Yeah, because they can't afford any other option. Yeah. Yeah. America. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, Tyler. Um, again, why we're including Tyler in this. The fact that he's done the ketamine treatment and uh, he's had a positive result with it uh please write us back in tyler because we'd love to hear the process that was going through that and yeah um, let us know if it's if it ever triggers your mania yeah and let us know like literally the steps you've taken how did you come to that point with your psychologist maybe that's something or psychiatrist maybe that's something that we could talk about on the show maybe you could be a guest we obviously want to learn more about your personal experience with it first but um because we don't want to spread misinformation and we don't want to you know, uh, what's it say? Like condone or endorse something that we haven't spent time, you know, on trying to understand ourselves. Yeah. 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 But, that's why I was hesitant last time we talked about it is, um, cause a, a lot of treatments for depression do that. SSRIs can trigger yep. mania. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why with bipolar, they tend to put you on a mood stabilizer first, right? Then uh, medication for the depression and then an antipsychotic for the mania. And then God knows what else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no All the crazy crap in those pills. Yeah. Um, but yes, so please, Tyler, write us back in. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Because I'm all about doing some ketamine. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, let's all do some ketamine. That shit badass is ketamine treatment. Here we go. <laughs> that'll, that'll be our meetup group. <laughs> oh, God. We're all just hooked up to ketamine IVs. Yeah. We just we just immediately lost our endorsement or our yeah, sponsorship. Yeah. Better, is that better help calling right now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're gone. Uh-oh. Yep. All right. Uh-oh. Which, on that note, guys... <laughs> We are now sponsored by uh, BetterHelp. Yeah, which is super cool. So uh, it's a service we really believe in. Uh, mm. It can get you therapy uh, remotely. You can do video calls, phone calls, or text message yeah. for therapy, whatever you're comfortable with. And um, it's it's a lot of help. I think a mm. lot of our listeners uh, could really benefit from it, which mm. is one of the reasons we were okay with getting sponsored. Yeah. God knows we we don't want to just make this a cash grab and be like be like hey guys you need to do Reiki and some crystal therapy <laughs> right, right. and drink uh, Bud Light yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you get a ten percent off if you sign up at BetterHelp.com backslash batshit yeah and honestly it gives you someone to talk to and sometimes you just need someone to talk to in whatever form that takes yeah like so, starting a podcast yeah exactly that's why we did it <laughs> don't start a podcast <laughs> oh guys oh guys the amount of work um <laughs> Right. So, Tyler, thank you so much for sharing. And everybody else, thank you so much for sharing your questions and your experiences. Um, keep sharing. Keep writing us in. Yeah. Um, if Obviously, these people, a lot of them sent an email through the website. 
Uh, but there's also been people who reached out via Facebook, via Instagram, via TikTok. Uh, not TikTok. Not um, yet. We're new at TikTok. Uh, oh, God. We are so new at TikTok. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, uh, there's also, you can leave voice memos on our Spotify. So and we love those. Those are so cool. Because then yeah. other, because in a way, now you're on the podcast. Like, and other people hear voices that are dealing with the same problems they're dealing with. And that gives people a lot of strength. And Have, hearing voices that aren't in their head. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and besides, our dulcet tones are nice and everything. But yeah. at the end of the day, if we can get someone who leaves us a message that we can play, and then you know the community can go, oh my god, someone else. Like it gives a tangible or a a, a yeah, it's a tangible element to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other things before we duck out on this episode. Uh, one, we've been talking. We talked about this on the last batshit badasses but hosting a batshit badass meetup group. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, if you're if you're in Los Angeles and you're interested in that, please hit us up, badshitpodcast.com. You can mm-hmm. write us there. And uh, so we get an idea of how many people in this area might be interested. But if you're somewhere else and want to start a meetup group and uh, need any kind of help, advice, yeah. um, our, our endorsement, um, yeah, whatever you, know, please, you need. Please write us. Um, I would prefer our endorsement just so there's not a lot of like random groups out there saying they're batshit badass. And then people are like, man, I showed up and everybody was just doing coke. Right, exactly. Right? Uh, well, they went on a killing spree in Texas and they were calling yeah. themselves batshit badass. A little new. Oh, well, you know what they say no publicity is bad publicity. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Bye, sponsorship. Don't uh, go on a murder spree. No, no murder spree. <laughs> That's, That's not what this show's we about. We draw the line. We draw, that's where we draw the line at murder spree. Yeah, at murder spree. <laughs> no, no, an occasional murder, that's one thing. But, but a spree. No sprees. Come on, everyone. A little self That's a little too much. Yeah. God. Uh. Um, you know, something else I was thinking of, mm. uh, and I'm not sure when this episode will drop, but hopefully in time where we can get this, is we got Halloween coming up around the corner. Oh, yeah. And Spooky we've had season. more than one person write us and say that they thought that they'd seen ghosts in their life and then realized it was delusions and hallucinations. Oh. And so I was thinking, if any of you out there have had creepy experiences. Yeah, leave a message. Yeah. Ooh, we could play that. It could almost be like a um, um like a ghost stories type of. Ghost like, stories for fun. the insane. <laughs> Um, but seriously, if, if you found out afterwards that it was a delusion or a hallucination yeah, that's or awesome. suspect it was. I mean, it's not it, awesome. It's, it's interesting. Right. But send, yeah, send it in because I, I find that fascinating. I, I've got a few ghost stories I'll share that I now wonder about mm. now that I've been diagnosed. Right. You know, it's funny when you started that I was like, are you about to pitch like like people wrote in being like, how do I dress up like Brad and Adam for Halloween? And I was oh, like, God. please don't do that. Oh, no don't one do that. do that. Don't do that. Uh, here's how you dress up as us for Halloween. First off, grow some facial hair. Oh, yeah. You need the facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. Second, um, uh, you need to put on a lot of guilt. <laughs> just strap that sucker on your yeah. back. Yeah. Just like a like a weight vest. Uh, <laughs> seconds the shame. Yep. Yep. And, and then, then stumble around crying a lot. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> lot of tears <laughs> and don't forget to make fun of yourself constantly yeah, um that's yeah. non-stop <laughs> non-stop uh thank you everyone for writing in thank you for asking your questions anyone out there with questions please write in we'll give you our damnedest you know opinion uh damnedest opinion that's not the right word <laughs> sure and sure why not and we'll give our best opinion our yeah. best thoughts on the topic again we are not licensed medical professionals. If anyone is listening to this podcast and thinks we are licensed medical professionals, please reevaluate what you think a licensed medical <laughs> professional is because it ain't us. Yeah. And you can find one at betterhelp.com <laughs> forward backslash forward slash for backslash. One of the slashes. This is slash. Batshit.
<laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Keep fighting. All right.